time where the phone never stops ringing. Cold calls and spam emails seem to pour in endlessly. And there is always someone that wants to buy you lunch for the chance to make you a client. This is where real salespeople pitch solutions to real problems while we snuff out the BS. Welcome to the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast with your host, Voron Spivak. All right, so we're live. Welcome to the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast. On this episode, meet Paul Brennan, who is the Automation Director at Hawker Smart Solutions. And also with me today is CJ Horn, who is the Director of Strategic Growth. And boy, do we have something exciting to learn about. Paul, CJ, how are you guys today? Hi, Warren. This is Paul. Doing great today. Thanks for taking the time to visit with us. Thank you. CJ, before we kick this thing off, I just want to ask, how are you, buddy? Doing pretty well. Weather in Denver is pretty nice right now. It just keeps getting warmer and warmer. So enjoying <laughs> some sunshine from home. Yeah, it's interesting. While we were all like, like encapsulated in our houses, I just remember seeing all my friends in Denver keep showing me pictures of snow. Like it's like March and April and it's damn snowing over there. Yeah, Easter week. I think it was the coldest Easter in like 90 years or something like that. It was, it's been interesting. Well, guys, before we get started and we go down this avenue of really learning about Hawker Smart Solutions, who really needs to be at the edge of their seat listening to what we're about to talk about? What does, who's mostly affected by the solution that you guys have created and the, the consultations that you guys do out in the field? So I'll start, uh, this is Paul, so I'll talk about the product that we developed and the, the group that would, would benefit from our product directly and, and best is the producer who is looking for an economical way to monitor the flow of their wells on a multi-well facility without having to invest in very, very large infrastructure of separators and flow measurement equipment for each individual well. Great. And CJ, I know you're out in the field and you talk to a lot of different people that are affected by this. Like what's, what would be your kind of pitch, if you would, just before we get started on how this is like changing the game in the oil and gas industry? So the biggest issue that I constantly see with a lot of the operators that we talk to is downtime in a bulk test scenario. And that's really where this came about and where this can help you know, oftentimes they'll have a well go down and they won't know which well is out for, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks, however long it takes to cycle back and to put that well in test. So that's one of the operations things that drove this development. And that was a big reason, one of the cost drivers of why we started researching how to address this situation. All right. Well, I'm ready to learn all about this technology. I'm really excited to share people the financial upside to what they're about to learn. Paul, if you're ready, let's get to the deck and let's kind of walk through this thing. Sure. So what we've done is nothing that others haven't tried to do or others aren't doing. Basically, Warren, what the problem is, having a being able to read your oil, gas, and water flow measurements from each individual well on a multi-well pad. And so there's a couple ways to do that. Number one is you'd put a, a separator in for each each well and you separate out the oil, gas, and water. And then you would put measurement devices for the oil, gas, and water dumps coming off each separator. This method is is done a lot. It's tried and true, but it's a real expensive endeavor, not just the, the upfront cost of the 
capital part, but you've got to maintain and run these separators and or the equipment, the measurement equipment associated with each well for the life of the well. So what the producers did kind of followed from production in the Gulf is they would have what they call a bulk separator, test separator situation where you would have one big separator that would handle all the wells except for one, and that that one would be going through test. And then you would cycle through each individual well through test, say one one day per, per month per well. And that would give you kind of an allocation number of what each well might be doing during that month. And so then you would do that again, and the next month you'd come along and you'd put each well through test again. But there's holes in that process. If your well, the day after it went through test, dropped off, you probably wouldn't know about it for another month. And so what the industry has been trying to come up with is what they would call a multi-phase flow solution or a multi-phase flow meter. And there has been some really good progress in that in the last couple of years where several companies are actually have, have built and marketed and have installed multi-phase flow meters. They're big, they're bulky, they're expensive. And when you look at the cost of a multi-phase flow meter versus bulk test and or doing the original one separator per well, the economics just aren't there yet. So what the producers, our clients have been asking for is, well, isn't there a, anything we can do that's economical that would give us a really good ballpark of what each, each well is doing? And that was the challenge. And so when we asked our clients what their pain points are, this kept coming up. And so we had the opportunity to to scratch our heads about a year ago, a little bit over a year ago, we really sat down and tackled this problem and we came up with a solution. And what a solution it is. You know, like the more that I've learned from you guys about how this delay of information affects not just the pocketbook, but to even incorporate it, it almost sounds like everything that everybody's been doing in order to get the information, even if it does have a 30-day delay, it's not just the inefficiency that potentially is there, but it's expensive. Our approach was to look at what technology existed, look at the flow regimes from every of the oil, gas, and water in a flowing well, and kind of come up with a way of giving a real good check meter type number for each, each one of those media while flowing. Now, the challenges are many, and to do this, to accomplish this, we actually built a model of a flowing well in our experimental lab and tried a lot of different technologies. Um, <laughs> what we did want though is we wanted something some, somewhat simple and robust so that we didn't have to have a lot of equipment installed in the field because that just drives up cost. So we married technology with software and we came up with a, a solution that takes the inputs from kind of a tried tested flow meter that has been modified tied to some some pretty smart software that allows us to come up with our flow regime numbers. Then the kicker here is that we we continually tune our system to the flow conditions instead of the historical way of flow meter would be calibrated every so often to, to calibrate it into to get the flow measurement accuracy. Ours is tuned. And so what we've taken as an approach, again, is where we have a hardware device that's modified to our needs, an algorithm running on a single board computer, and then machine learning to tune the system. And then we offer that as a service. So 
a typical install is we would come out and we'd put our, our flow meter flow element in a anywhere from a two to 24 inch line. We set it up, we tune it. That is tied to our, our smart box, if you may. And then we watch that and tune it. And there's no training or any ownership cost other than our service fee to the owner. They don't have to go purchase CapEx. They don't have to go buy anything. We get it installed. Paul, I got to just, I got to stop you right there because what you're saying is it's kind of a big deal in my opinion. What you're saying is that whether you're spending, I don't know what this stuff costs, $100,000, $150,000 to do this. I don't know. But in a world where nobody's had real-time information, this measuring of the flow to really be able to have that data, to have it consistently tune so that you have like, it only gets better and better. And what you're saying is that almost like what we do at home when we get, when we, you know, have our internet server provided by Xfinity or whatever the, the provider is, you and you and the clients that work with you receive this equipment. And instead of it being some large investment on the front end, they're actually being able to pay a monthly fee and have access to this. Exactly. And so if I could elaborate on that just a little bit, the initial install is done. We tune the well. And then we provide the data, the daily flow rates back to the client. In addition to that, our package supports software alerts. So let's say that flow dropped off or any of the parameters drop off. Our system automatically generates an email alert that would go to the client, that would go to his, say, his, his operators, his field techs, to tell him something's wrong with the well. Now, if something goes wrong with our system or there's something that isn't quite right, we get the alert, but we take care of it. So the cost of ownership is zero for the clients. That's all tied up in the service. So we're selling this as a service. And again, let me be clear, this is a check meter. So we're looking, our clients said 10% accuracy or better. We've been able to do better than 10% accuracy, but we're not selling custody transfer here. We're selling a check meter that tells us how our wells are doing when we're not in test. Interesting. And does that mean that if somebody is a client of yours, that 30-day test, is that still something that you have to, to continue or do you get to so, bypass yeah, they would that? Still, they would still do a test that, and the regularity of their test is up to them. There are certain wells that are in, depends on your well royalties. So if, if you are, if you have, if you own your royalties and you're, you just do your test for allocation, you test at your discretion. Now, if you have a, a well that has, say, say, a federal well or a well that you're selling allocated mineral rights, there are guidelines for how often you have to test. Now, you would still test the well. And the more often you test it, the tighter tuning we can get on our flow meters. But that becomes an option for you. You don't have to put out the labor, especially if, let's say, you have a 10-well pad. Your production falls off of 1,000 barrels one day you're scratching your head and doing a little mystery investigation of which well went down. You're spending a lot of labor. You may not be able to get to that for several days. The alternative is our system's in there. You know day one what's going on. And it could be a gradual decline or it could be a quick decline, but we're going to tell you right away. There again, also, you're not having to do the CapEx, especially if you look at the market right now with, with oil prices doing what they've done. Money's tight. And the oil and gas market goes up and it goes down. 
It's always going to do that. Having this as a service where you don't have to put that CapEx out really makes a, a lot of business sense. You can say, all right, guys, come install it. Tell me what my flow rates are. No, I think that's great. It's like you're taking something, a part of the industry where you have three, four more line items on your accounting sheet to bringing it down to just one really in this, in this vicinity. You've got one line item, one amount that you're paying, and you're getting access to all of these things that you've, up until this point, have been investing in equipment, investing into maintenance, and then not just the not just the cost of those items, but it almost sounds to me like there's manpower that's also relieved a little bit. Is that true? Absolutely. There's a labor cost involved with anything you would put on a pad. And sometimes it's highly technical labor and those, those costs are rise as things get more technical. But we're taking that, we're handling that. We are, we're taking that, all that responsibility. So it's kind of like leasing a car. Okay. You're leasing a car and your car breaks down take it into the dealer and he fixes it, right? Really great. CJ, let me ask you this. Just, I want to, if you guys just could put your consulting hats on for a minute. If I have this well, and I've been doing it the way I've always been doing it, and I bring you guys in, and I'm convinced that this is the next move that I'm going to make in terms of measurements and all of this, what's the best case scenario of getting this accurate information? And what's almost the worst case scenario? Could I really wish that I never knew so much about my, my wealth? Is that potentially something that could occur? Well, I'll have to let Paul speak to the best and worst case scenarios with all that information. <laughs> um, on the financial side, I look at it and I'm like, well, the best case scenario, instead of spending $100,000 on a separator, 100, 150 on a flow meter for every well, you know, you might have a three to five year payback on that. It's still a chunk of change. What we're looking at right now is, you know, your typical well is going to come in less than $1,000 per month per well for the service that we're offering. So it's extremely economical right now. We've taken into account current market situations and, you know, we're trying to help our clients, everybody get through this together. And so I think the, especially just having that OPEX budget, it's a lot smaller to deal with. You don't have to lay out, you know, million dollars to set up your eight well pad or something like that. It's, it's a game changer right now. Sounds incredible. To me, just where I'm at, I'm going like, you know, and I did a little research and it just seems like the norm is a hundred to 150,000 per well. Am I wrong, Paul? Is that, is that pretty solid research? Well, well it is, but understand that's the, that's the CapEx. So any, you got to understand that even when you buy this stuff for a hundred, 150, you have to maintain it and operate it. So there is a, there's an OPEX cost that gets tied on top of that CapEx cost. So you can't just look at the 100, $100,000 $100, for the separator doesn't include all the electronics you have to put on for the flow measurement that would go with that separator. And on top of that, all that equipment has to be calibrated on a set schedule and maintained. So you go buy that $100,000 separator, you put a Coriolis meter on it for your oil drop. You put a oil leg, so you put orifice plate meter run for your gas and say a mag meter for your liquid for produced water. One of those goes out, you're having to fix it. You're Again, there's an OPEX cost there. This is the game changer. And there's a lot of folks that are trying to come up with something. We spent a lot of time and effort and we, we came up with something that, that's pretty special and has proven that it works. It's a pretty bold claim to really talk about what we're, you know, the magnificent amount 
of change that this does not only to the way people are doing business, but also into like them being kind of shackled to their calendar and all this information that needs to be reported on a certain date. It's kind of, it's almost like this is beyond just about saving money. It kind of gives the company a little bit of freedom. So the answer is yes. As far as your custody transfer point goes, that doesn't change. So your cash register, this is not your cash register. Every type of setup like this is going to have their cash register, either a third party or at that bulk separator. Okay. So that part stays the same. Your savings aren't gained there. Where you've really gained traction is having a, a real true picture on your production. And instead of spending a lot of money guessing and labor, trying to go find production loss and play that game, you know it right away. And let me add that, again, with these software email alerts, something's going wrong with your location, you know about it right away, not just you, and you don't have to dispatch that. On the email chain, we can add all your pumpers all, so that they know right away. In addition to that, our system's a smart system. If there's other things on your lo- on your pad that you would like monitored, we can tie those in. Expandable. So from a cost standpoint, this drives your OPEX cost lower and lower. But the thing will pay for itself very easily with what we're charging. So before we get into the, the cost of this, or it sounds like there's no cost, it almost sounds like this is a moneymaker for the client. But I want to get into just, if I'm somebody right now and I bought this $150,000 piece of equipment and I've been using it and I move it 10 times a month so that I can get these measurements and I report it and even though it's kind of old school, I'm happy with what it is. If I do become a client of Hawker and I do walk through this door, what do I do with that piece of equipment? What is my like upfront investment to just do this and how long does it take? Great question, Warren. So to answer the first question of the equipment that you may have, understand that our solution runs on a for the bulk test scenario. So as you add wells or you're still going to have a bulk separator and a test separator, which means you're going to have two sets of flow measurement devices. Now, if you have a bunch of these around, you could actually reallocate those and use them on other pads just for your bulk and test. What you're not doing is buying separate measurement for each individual well. So you haven't lost anything. You could actually put that on the shelf and as your drilling program moves forward and your completions work, you just reallocate those resources to those new pads and you're not having to buy new measurement equipment for those new locations. And as they are as soft as hardware is with instrumentation, Instruments break down, so you're going to have a flow meter, a Coriolis meter on a pad that you have for your bolt test. It's going to break down. You could use something you already have as a spare. So that's that's that piece. Your other, sorry, I alluded to the, the runway. Like what? Question. So yeah, the question was, oh, what kind perfect. of runway does it yeah. take? So we require at least a two-inch weldlet in a flow line for our installation and that's it. We have a 5,000 pound instrument that seats in anywhere from a two to 24 inch line. We have to have a little bit of information on your flow regime before we start, but if we have that information and those weldlets are in the flow lines, 
our installation time is less than one week. And again, you're not purchasing any equipment. We come in, we install the equipment, we're up and running and tuning within one week. One week. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I mean, I, who can compete with that? Is there like, do you guys have someone right now that is like your major competitor? Or is this truly revolutionary where when people learn about it, they have my reaction, which is this just seems like the way, this seems like the, the right way to go. So Warren, there's a boatload of companies trying to compete in this space. They've had, nobody's had much luck. And so we'll see more competition as we move on. We're just kind of early to the dance. Mm. Other than the fact these groups that are, are coming out, that have come out with the three-phase flow meters that are custody transfer, but those are very expensive. And again, that's not what we're competing against. We're not custody transfer. These other services are, but they're very, very expensive. Mm. We're low cost within 10% daily information, all electronic. It's almost like an, inf you know, like there's two ways to put hot water in the shower, right? You can have the, the 50 gallon tank and you can kind of hope it lasts for several years. And then unfortunately there's certain times where it doesn't work. Like that's option one, or you could have like this tankless option where the hot water runs freely and it's not really your liability to get it fixed when it goes, you know, when there's a mishap. And that would be what you guys are really talking about today. That's me putting it in layman's terms. But the truth is, is that so many times, especially when you're a startup or you're someone who's like right now, you know, there's different points in business where you got to get kind of thrifty, but thrifty doesn't necessarily mean you have to lose a whole lot. I mean, in this case, it almost sounds like this is a way cost effective channel to accomplish what you're already doing, have information come faster have less headaches, minute to minute information. I don't really, I mean, is there a downside? Like, is what, like if I were to say like, why when you go meet someone and they learn about this, why would they not want to do it? So devil's advocate, Warren, is that if you wanted custody transfer flow measurement for each well, you could go spend a lot of money and put a, a separate separator in for each, each well and separate flow measurement equipment for each well. But again, that's not what we're talking about here. So you hit the nail on the head. Now, the other thing is you got to remember that a lot of these producers change hands. You'll see field of, of wells get maybe developed by one company, and then they go and sell it to somebody else that's going to produce it. Wouldn't it be make business sense that if you could come in and, and have a lower CapEx coming in on development and have something that that is a consumable, is a operation expense and not have to have all that capital up front. And then you go and sell your asset. That just makes business sense. So that's the other side of this to look at from a producer standpoint, reduce that capital expenditure. Yeah. It sounds like Craigslist needs to add something to their criteria for people to sell stuff. You know, I mean, I say that jokingly, but the, but it almost sounds to me like if I were to go into this business tomorrow, I would for sure want to sit down with you guys and really get to the bottom of this and see how it would affect my business. When it comes to the maintenance part, right? Are you guys like there's people out in the field? What's the IT experience of if there is a snafu? 
So here's the, the deal. Since we are installing some equipment on location, there is the opportunity for issues. We have our own team of technicians that can get to every install remotely through cell modem or, or other means. If it goes beyond that, we have a nationwide service contract with a technical company that can be on location right away and solve any issue that exists. Is there any? Um, is, we also, I was just going to ask, is there anything about when a snafu occurs, does production stop or, it, or production no. never gets halted? So if you, and that's a great question, Warren. So if you think of the way they're operating now with their bulk and test, they may not see that well come back through test again for 30 days. They use that allocation number to assume what the flow rate was. So if we have a snafu and it takes us 24 to 48 hours to resolve it, the window of, of not knowing the flow rate information might be 24 to 48 hours, not 30 days. Mm. That's if we can't resolve the issue remotely. We're looking at every well every day remotely. If there's an issue, we know about it. So you don't have to be the troubleshooter as the producer. You need to produce, right? You need to worry about how I'm going to move this, move my product, not is the flow measurement system working. And that falls on us and that we provide that as a service. But we do have boots on the ground in every play. We get out, we fix it, and we've got it covered. Hawker originally is a consulting company, and that's kind of what led you guys down this road. How is this affecting your clients and your suggestions out in the field now? I mean, and how long has it been that you've had this tool? We've been working on this particular R&D project for about a year now. We have a couple of our clients that we've been testing in the field. You know, we built a lab so we could test this before we ever went out on somebody's site and got it installed on a well pad. And once we were comfortable with it in our lab, that's when we talked to a couple of our clients that were interested in this, went out, gave them, you know, free service essentially to test it and fine tune it. So far, our accuracy rate is actually a lot better than the 10% that we were shooting for. So we're really happy about that. Our clients have been extremely happy because like we keep telling you, you know, these are relatively small OPEX dollars versus a huge CapEx investment. And they're seeing those, they're seeing the information immediately once we get out on site and get this stuff installed. Okay. Now let me ask you this. So let's just say I have a team and eight of us really want to know these measurements as often as something comes up or if there's new data, how does it get delivered to us? I know it's through email, but is it something even that you could check, you know, like on your walking to get coffee in the morning? Great question, Warren, and I'll, I'll touch on that. So the system has a internal web server built into it. So you can hit it from your mobile device and you can look at the flow rates and the flow totals at any time. We also run what we call a SQL server database on the system. So all the data that's recorded is kept on location on the device on a hard drive, a solid state hard drive that can hold up to about 20 years worth of data. So you have the option of pulling that through your traditional SCADA server. We offer the reporting if you don't want to do that's That's what most of the producers would do is they would just pull that in. If they don't want to use SQL, we, we support Modbus TCP and Modbus RTU, which is kind of an industry standard for data transfer. And then you also have, like I said, the ability to log in at any time, see the flow rates. And then as, a, as part of our service, we email out automatically generated flow reports for all your wells. 
in your entire field that we're monitoring. So multiple ways. And is there data. anything is there anything that a prospect or customer needs to have prior to doing business with you guys? I mean, obviously it sounds kind of turnkey, like you show up and you guys do everything, but is that truly what it is? Well, it's truly what it is, Warren. We need a two inch <laughs> wall let where we can go up to 5,000 pounds. So if you're, usually you're, you're putting this on flow lines that are past your, your chokes. So that's usually not a problem at all on the 5,000 pound. We size our flow lines based upon flow rates. So we need to see velocity going through our pipe. So if you have a, an older well that's, that doesn't flow well, it's kind of a low flowing well, and it's going through a four inch pipe or a six inch flow line, we may say, okay, this flow line is too small or too big. We need to see more velocity. So we may have to have, have you neck that down and give us a smaller flow run to increase the velocity. That doesn't happen very often, but that would be the only thing we had asked. That, and that's the information. When I said we need some information about your well before we do our install, that's what we're looking at. We need your nominal flows. We'd like to look at your, your decline curve and kind of get best sized. But our instrument, again, supports two inch to 24 inch flow lines. We just have to make sure we're within a good flow regime on velocity. Okay, so quick question about the velocity part to this. So if the velocity is weak, you know, I feel like I'm talking to a prostate doctor for some reason, but I'm not, right? No. So if, you're, if your velocity is weak and you decide and it, it's uncovered that there needs to be an adjustment in the pipe, is it something that needs to be the whole run or is it like you guys oh, would no. just come in and go like it's 10 feet and we'll be good or whatever? Yeah, so we just need three foot up, upstream, three foot downstream of our flow element. So it's as easy as, you know, throwing in a, a flow section, a section of pipe that's smaller than the flow line that's there. Okay. Um, very, doesn't cost much. You know, they usually put in some isolation valves so that they can continue to flow while they're working on this and drop, drop our meter in. But with a couple of valves and a new flow line, not a very difficult situation. And that's just for the slower. And that's if, if they weren't sized. If they, like I said, the example is they have six inch flow line on a well that's producing 100 barrels a day, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have that, that liquid is going to be running really slow through that, through that line. And we, for our accuracy, we want to see a, a velocity that's, that's going to be higher than that. Okay. And then before we get, you know, I, want, I do want you guys to share how the listeners can get a hold of you. But before that, I want to say, what if somebody's listening and they have 10 wells and they're just going like, this sounds good, but maybe they want to, I mean, it, would it be possible that somebody could say, you know what, before we go 100% to this, maybe we'll do it on two or three wells, see how it compares. Does that make sense? Or is that kind of like sure. a facetious idea? That's a, no, that's a great question. We, we actually anticipated this. We have a portable cart that we developed that our equipment sits on. So we can come out in, in short order and do a one or two or three well demo and prove concept. Say, oh, this, if somebody comes up and says, well, I don't, you know, show me, show me does, if it works. We can do that very easily. We've got, actually, we even have the ability to, to run solar so that you want to go out and, and not even power, power up with whatever you have running your well. We can come out fully enclosed cart, roll it on location, and within a matter of minutes, be up and running and prove concept. And that's basically how that how that would progress is somebody would say, well, show us how it works. We would come do a demo. 
Great question. Well, that's really great. You know, Paul, it's, you know, I'm not someone who obviously is at the, you know, I don't have wells and I'm not in this business, but it's incredible to find out that people are out there innovating stuff like this, the idea of this smart solution. I think from a cost effectiveness, this seems like you hit the ball out of the park. Yes, there's competition, it sounds like, but you guys are actually doing it and you're doing it well. And you've got this ability to take someone from just kind of learning about you guys to actually being able to utilize this technology within a week's time. It's pretty incredible. I want to get into the consulting for a minute. You know, the thing about, I think, any business is sometimes you just, you're only as good as your information, right? And so, meanwhile, you guys are doing this really cutting edge thing with Hawker Smart Solutions. CJ, what's really going out there in the field with all the other parts of y'all's business? So Hawker Consulting started off as Matt Hawker, our owner. He was just a guy doing engineering. Been around for a little over a decade, and we're a multidiscipline engineering firm. So I kind of look at it as long as we're not trying to make something fly, we can probably engineer it. You know, started in oil and gas, but we do work in utilities, renewables, uh, industrial. So we're all across the board there. We really specialize in kind of those, the nasty, dirty projects that other people don't want to touch. In my opinion, as an ex-project manager, I've always found those to be more interesting because they challenge you. And we've got a bunch of technical experts that are really, really good at some of these unique projects. And that's honestly kind of where Hawker Smart Solutions started. Uh, You know, Matt Hawker, he's, he's always been very open about pursuing new ventures and just trying to figure things out. He's a bit of a dreamer. And so he and Paul started talking about this, this problem that we were seeing with our clients. And, you know, a year later, now we have a product that solves it for them. So it's been a great ride. I hope this continues through the, the downturn and, you know, we can get out there and get more clients to really try out this product and save them a bunch of money. But so you mentioned like kind of with more kind of to call it muddy waters, right? I mean, some people have kind of, they have like some crap going out there in the field and they need help. What are some examples of like some of these stickier, hairier kind of problems that sometimes you need someone to, to come in that's willing to think both traditionally and alternatively to solve? So some of the recent projects that we've done that come to mind were captain removal, very unique, very specialized situation, but we know how to do it. And so that's something that we've, people have sought us out as that, you know, CO2 capture, again, kind of on the forefront of the technology, sometimes not necessarily feasible or it's not economically feasible, but that's something we can do. And it's something we can look at for clients if they want to pursue that. Other than that, you know, our, one of our biggest assets is just the fact that we are a very nimble company. I've had clients reach out to me one morning and asked if we can, you know, pick up red lines or we can turn around a small, you know, PSD sizing. And later that day, we have an answer for you. We've got the solution. I'm not talking about we've got a price for you. I'm talking we have final documents ready to be sent back. Wow. So that's really where we, we specialize, the stuff that people are scared of and turning around on the time frame. What's that guy in Pulp Fiction, you know, like they, I forget his name, but it's like the wolf. The wolf, the wolf. Yeah, you guys are like the, the you're, you guys are like the wolves of the oil and gas industry. 
Well, that's really great, guys. I have to thank you for coming on the show, sharing this solution. There's a lot to me that I think, you know, one thing is to have like one great aspect of your product that either it's either making a financial impact or it's making the company more efficient. I mean, there's so many different avenues. And, and what was cut, it's kind of a complex thing when you have like different levels of like benefits to the people that become your customers. So I got to say kudos to you guys for kind of hitting all the buttons. Thank you very much. Before we close this thing out, if someone's listening, they want to get a hold of you guys, they want to like actually set a meeting with you, where do they go? Who do they reach out to? I'll add this into our show notes so people can just, hopefully you guys will be a click away. Sure. I'll start, Paul Brennan. Best, easiest way to reach me is at paulbrennan at com. And I did want to add, Warren, that uh, we were so excited and about this technology as we developed it that we went ahead and obtained a patent pending on our process. So that, that shows just how serious we were about this and how excited we were with the technology. Incredible. Yeah, it says a lot when a damn attorney will let you do it, right? I mean, it seems like every time you talk to a patent attorney, they talk you out of doing a patent. For someone to really believe that this is a, a technology that they can protect, that does say a lot. I've been around this quite a yeah. bit in other industries and that's not an easy process and it's not a process that many people would be willing to take on unless they really knew something about what they built. Agree. So in CJ, if someone wants to reach out, connect with you out in the field. Yeah. So the easiest way is probably on LinkedIn, CJ Horn, very simple, but you can also reach out using my email. It's just CJ Horn at Halker.com. That's H-A-L-K-E-R. Or you can reach out through our website, which is www.halker.com. So I'm available through very many different avenues. That's great. Well, guys, thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast. If your company has a real solution to the real problems of today, come prove it on the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast. I'm your host, Warren Spiewak. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Warren. It's been great. Hey everybody, Alex here with the events on deck. So due to current circumstances, of course, we are not able to have any in-person events. So I have nothing of that nature to update you guys on, but we have been hosting some virtual events. So OGGN is wanting to offer free webinars, live happy hours, etc. during this time. Since these events are not scheduled out as far in advance as in-person events, we would like to keep you guys updated via Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So be sure to keep checking up on that and we'll keep you guys posted on anything we're offering. It has been free. We want to offer you guys value during this time that we're all at home. So please continue checking in and joining us for these virtual events. We are looking forward to seeing you guys whenever we're able to have in-person events and hope you're staying safe and sound. Check us out next week for another witty and sometimes spicy episode of the Oil & Gas Pitch Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.